According to Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, love addiction refers to a pattern of behavior characterized by a maladaptive, pervasive, and excessive interest toward one or more romantic partners resulting in lack of control, the renounce of others' interests and behaviors, and other negative consequences. In love addiction, immature love, love that is uncertain, external, blind, and beyond one's control (laughs) permeates one's life. I feel that, my friends. I feel that so deeply. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about sex and love addiction, and I will be sharing my own experience with the two. Thanks for joining, and welcome to Waking Up. Today, I was activated. I felt an emotion that I am usually very uncomfortable with, and that's the feeling of rejection. You see, my entire life, I've dated cheaters, liars, abusers, users, losers, and confusers, and I didn't really understand why I was always attracting these toxic relationships into my life. It made a lot of sense when today I looked up sex and love addiction and found myself relating to quite literally every single thing that this YouTuber was describing. So I want to share a little bit about my own personal experience, come clean with things I've done that aren't really in line with my integrity, and talk about where to go next. So I found myself falling into this pattern of obsessing over people that I didn't even know whether they would call me or text me or want to go out with me again. I found myself being so disturbed by these intrusive, repetitive thoughts about guys that I liked, was talking to, dating, etc. And anytime I didn't receive that hit, that dopamine, that validation, that affirmation that they felt the same way about me, I would engage in very impulsive actions when I felt triggered this way because this triggered my core wound of feeling unwanted and rejected. So naturally, I was seeking out something to make me feel better about myself, to make me feel pretty desirable, loved, etc. So I always found myself having an unhealthy attract, a premature attraction to people where I would fall in love very quickly for a fantasy or what I had hoped we would become, who I hoped that they would be. And I think that love addiction, sex addiction kind of fall into the category of behavioral addictions like eating disorders. So when we find ourselves struggling with characteristics of love or sex addiction, we most likely have some sort of history with addiction, whether it's substance abuse, like drugs or alcohol, or shopping, gambling, eating disorders, like it was for me, self-harm. And this is quite normal and natural because we are seeking to get our emotional needs met. And a lot of times this happens to us because we experience some sort of trauma early on in life, some sort of attachment trauma, whether it be childhood neglect or physical or sexual abuse. For me, it was abandonment, 
rejection and emotional abuse growing up. So I, being a survivor of sexual assault and domestic violence and rape and things like that, I learned from a pretty early age that my body wasn't mine. And I'm using air quotes because my body is mine. And I know that now, logically. But when you have severe trauma growing up while your personality is forming, it kind of can become neurologically ingrained into our personality or who we understand ourselves to be. So I always sexualized myself. Not always, but a lot of times I would rush into things quickly, physically, much more faster than I actually felt comfortable with. For example, not very long ago, this was only a couple of weeks ago, I was physical with a guy that I had met for only an hour or two, and I really didn't want to be physically intimate with him, but I felt obligated to and would always kind of make excuses or rationalize why I should just have sex or do X, Y, and Z. Even if it was something I didn't want to do, as someone that has this sort of history, a lot of times we can become people pleasers and self-sacrifice and think that our needs don't matter. And after we objectify ourselves, we, I don't know how to frame this, but when we see ourselves, in an exploitive way, we tend to think that that's all that we're good for. So for me, this manifested as seeking attention or acceptance, validation, and love, false, false perception of love from strangers. I would always be dating or seeing or talking to someone. And once the honeymoon phase wore off, once that euphoric dopamine after a couple weeks or months, for me, it never lasted years. It was much shorter. I would lose interest and very quickly. So it was always this cat and mouse game where I was chasing after people. And the second that I felt that I won them over, I would immediately lose interest. And I still do this. I'm speaking in past tense, but this is going on very presently in my life right now, where for the past couple of months, I've kind of been using, I say sex, but it's more so men, as a false attempt of earning affection or, again, to make me feel better. And I was always engaging in these relationships with emotionally unavailable people. They were my freaking drug of choice. It was always one-sided, not mutual. I would always invest more than the other person, again, to win over this fantasy in my head of them being my knight in shining armor and saving me from myself and sweeping me up and riding off on a white horse. So a sign of this that's very common is feeling desperate or uneasy when you're separated from the person or your partner or using the relationship or situationship (laughs) to hide from negative feelings or situations. It's a form of anxious attachment, but we can also fall into avoidant as we're avoiding true intimacy. And for so long, and currently like I've been using relationships as a form of self-harm I don't cut myself or burn myself or scratch myself anymore but 
I do engage in destructive behaviors when I'm in a relationship or when I'm preoccupied with someone. For example, when a person ghosts me or when I take interest in someone and they fall off the face of the earth or I don't hear from them again, I find myself texting or downloading Tinder or finding someone that's going to give me that quick hit to make me feel like I am enough. And I feel like I've been hunting for love my whole life. So what's going on right now that kind of uh, brought this on for me, the reason I looked up this video today, I've had a lot going on and absolutely nothing going on all at once. So in less than a year, in June, I was out of a very unhealthy and abusive relationship, which was great. Very amazing that that ended and I broke up with that person. (laughs) Um, However, right after that ended and even during the end of that relationship, I was with someone else. And then they quickly became my new project. I want to use in air quotes because I always attract people into my life that need healing. Like the wounded bird is my type. Someone that their wounds match my wounds and it's a trauma bond. So I was with this person for several months and then we got into a fight. And then I had had sex with someone that I work with. And then shortly after that ended and me and the guy from June were back on, I was so invested in someone that didn't want a commitment. He was very emotionally unavailable and slightly, I don't want to say narcissistic, but very apparent that he had abusive personality trait. And then... In December, I had slept with someone else. And then in January, I got into a fight with this person and things ended with that person. And then I slept with someone else. And it's just like this constant spiral, this cycle. It's a never ending cycle. And recently, things had ended with the person from June that I had been talking to and was under the impression we were in something serious or at least committed and discovered to my dismay that we were absolutely not so I recently blocked this person and then the other day I went to a restaurant and there was a waiter at this restaurant that I had thought was so cute just something about him not even my type but I was just thought he was the most adorable thing and I really wanted to get to know him so I asked him for his number his Instagram rather the kid gives me his Instagram he texts me for one day and then stops answering so three days pass I don't hear from him and I just start freaking out I'm like what the actual fuck this is so ridiculous I hate men I'm so over men like just spiraling spiraling and then today this very very handsome stranger from work that is new asked me for my number and intuitively because i am a very intuitive person believe it or not uh despite the fact i've ignored my intuition for basically my entire life i just get the very strong 
impression that this person is, you know, seeing, talking to multiple people, sleeping with multiple people, flirting with multiple people from work. Not really something or someone I want to get involved with per se, you know, I'm, but I was like, well, this other person didn't answer me. So I might as well just go on a date, AKA sleep with this person. (laughs) So today I'm like, girl, Lauren, sit, be with yourself, take a deep breath, feel the uncomfortable emotions. What's going on? What are you feeling? And I decided to look up that video and I'm like, yep, this resonates with me very, very strongly. And reflecting on my past behaviors that weren't truly dignified, this had led me to be so turned on by narcissistic people, emotionally unavailable people, pursue a married man, cheat on my ex-boyfriends, and just do things that really aren't aligned with my values, not really the person that I want to become for myself. And I decided that perhaps I should start making new rules or standards or just personal boundaries that I abide by here on out. And I'm going to share them with y'all. So this first one, (laughs) this is hard for me. I don't know. I'm going to try to do it. We will see. No more having sex with people I am not dating. So no more sleeping with people that I'm not in a committed relationship with. Now, I used to make, I don't know if it's an excuse or rationalization, justification, but I'm, I'm a very sexual person. I love sex. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm an empowered woman because I can have sex and just for fun and not get attached. And I'm going to have sex because I like sex, not because like X, Y, and Z, but I'm empowered. I'm doing it for me, not for any other reason. (laughs) This could be true for a small percent of the population, but if we really look at what we're seeking, a lot of times it's not physical. I've tried to meet so many inner emotional needs through physical outlets and it's always left me feeling more empty. It's like I was very hungry for love and so I tried to earn it through giving my body to people that really didn't respect me, didn't honor me, didn't value me, didn't see my worth. They don't call the next day and then I'm like, wow, well, clearly I don't deserve to be loved by someone. So this is just me, but I feel like if you take that physical intimacy off of the table, at least for like the first month or two or three, you know, that makes things a lot easier. One, you don't have to worry about being used. Because any person you tell, oh, I'm sorry, I don't sleep with anyone unless I'm in a serious relationship with them. I want to say 90% of people will fall away that are just looking to hook up or have a one night stand with you. So that's great. It immediately eliminates the population that was going to be a waste of time and disappointment anyway. (laughs) Um, But when we start fucking someone, a lot of times our judgment can be clouded and the rose-colored glasses get put on so 
I feel like it will make things a lot easier to know if I really like someone or if it's just lust and it's just passion and it's just sexual chemistry. So that's number one. The second one is not allowing myself to perseverate on someone that I don't know. So for example, this person from the restaurant that yes, I find the kid super cute. And would I like to get to know him? Sure. But if he doesn't want to talk to me, doesn't want to get to know me, then I don't want to talk or get to know him and I'm not going to allow myself to obsess over him ghosting me. Why did he ghost me? Is it because I'm not good enough? Did I say something wrong? Did I do something? What are like the why doesn't matter. And I know it's so hard in the moment because it feels like uh like you're in withdrawal or detoxing from a drug, which it really is neurologically. I know it's very difficult and easier said than done, but I have to remind myself Lauren boo you don't even know this person like for all you know this is a stream example but they could be a serial killer like rejection is redirection and god's protection so i just have to remind myself that that someone falling out of communication for whatever reason you know them saying oh i want to take you out and then they never talk to you again whatever your situation is whatever the circumstance it really is for the best because they were going to break your heart or waste your time. It's better that they do it in a matter of days or weeks or even months rather than years. Okay. So when we feel that impulse to call them or text them or show up at their job, I've done that too. Um, (laughs) that's actually a very funny story that I'll save for a rainy day. But, um, yeah, definitely not something that I'm proud of. That was a very low moment for me. But when we feel those urges, let's do something else more healthy, productive, and healing instead of pouring more salt into our already opened wound. And the third step that I'm going to attempt is to take a break. Take men, take women, whoever you date, tindering, bumble, take it off the table. I'm currently not on hinge or whatever. I I, I haven't actively been, well, <laughs> in the last week, I have not actively been searching for people, but I feel like they've been finding me because it's been like little tests from the universe. Um, just again, everything is a learning journey, a process of healing the universe showing us what we still need to heal within ourselves. So dating as a form of numbing or escapism, gonna try to keep that to the bare minimum and focus on myself, dating myself, bettering myself, loving myself, and building that sense of self. So some people, myself included, crave, whether it's a relationship or just being loved and seen we crave it so badly that we accept or sometimes even enable problematic behaviors from a prospective mate so they're flaky they're shady they don't follow through with their 
words don't align with their actions, they're critical of us, they're controlling, whatever, manipulative, the list goes on and on. And this leads a lot of people that are codependent or love addicts to engage in addictive behaviors with people who are addicts or abusers themselves, you know? So this exposes us to another level of negative consequences. So when we become wiser and more insightful, because self-awareness is a beautiful thing, my friends, but it's not enough to change our lives. It's not enough to recover from our own maladaptive destructiveness. So learning to choose ourselves first and notice, okay, what do I want to do in this instance? What emotion am I feeling and what is it causing me to want to do? Okay, I want to text this guy. I want to do X, Y, and Z to feel better and get validation. What can I do instead? What would the old me have done and what would the new me my higher self my authentic self that the person i want to become what would they choose instead and that's the hard part and that's where change actually takes place so by doing so we protect ourselves from unhealthy patterns behaviors and toxic people and by discovering who we are We learn to enhance our sense of self so that we can make more self-loving choices moving forward. So I feel like when we heal this intimacy trauma, whether it's learning to set appropriate boundaries and communicate, which is a huge step with ourselves, with others, then we can actually manifest genuine, healthy, loving, mutual, respectful, equal true relationships into our lives by learning to spend time with people without rushing into anything working on repairing that relationship with our friends family ourselves and connect with ourselves and loved ones in a healthier way it sounds really small but it really is huge and that's what i'm going to be working on this week (laughs) i'm gonna remind myself of this tomorrow when i wake up but I think the goal I set for myself for the next 24 hours is to stop obsessively checking my Instagram DMs to see if this person messaged me. This is a great first step. And anytime I feel the urge to do that, take a deep breath, close my eyes, meditate, journal, do something productive, listen to a podcast, and reminding ourselves that there's so much more to life than that there's so much more to ourselves than that and i think it's a matter of repairing whatever your core wound is that's manifesting as this unhealthy addictive behavior and for me i never really resonated with um i think the first step in the 12 steps is to admit you are powerless over your addiction they kind of lose me there because I feel that is so disempowering. I don't believe I'm powerless personally. I believe I'm really freaking powerful and I feel more empowered when I'm not in that victim state of, oh, I'm helpless and hopeless, but that's just me. I would love to hear what your experience has been if you are in a 12-step program and actively in recovery, um, what your process has been, 
where you're at, how you're feeling, and just connect with other people that are experiencing the same or similar things and going through this together. Uh, It is definitely quite interesting journey, but I'm going to keep, keep on keeping on. That's all we can do, my friends. So this was kind of different format that I'm used to. Um, Just getting back into podcasting in America has been this week. Transitioning back into work has been quite challenging. I have a lot going on (laughs) and nothing at the same time. So one foot in front of the other one breath at a time and uh reach out to me on instagram if you resonated with this or send it to a friend that you feel would benefit my instagram's at lauren m coletti i've been sharing a lot more poetry on there recently which is really nice because that is my bare heart and soul and i think i want to share it with the world so I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. We actually have a interview coming up pretty soon. That's exciting. Haven't done one of those in a while. And stay tuned for life updates where I'm going next. I'm actually traveling to a couple different countries I've never been in the next few months. So I'm super excited to that, to uh, experience that and just trying to enjoy the present moment and live in the now while I am here super grateful and making the most of it. So once again, I thank you so much for listening to this episode. It means the world to me and I'll see you in the next one.